Drunk Mythology friends, I'm Kate. And I'm the other Jen. And we're the Drunk Drunk Mythology Mythology Gals. See, now I'm learning that all I have to do is just go quick and you you haven't caught on to that. Of well, course, now that I've said no, it, but you're no, going to catch have on to been, it. Which is why I slowed down. I don't know if you noticed, but like I, I started out pretty fast and then I slowed okay. a little bit down because I'm like, shit, we're going to be in sync. <laughs> you're Chris- interested in the intricacies of the competition. I'm interested in not ripping a hole in the space-time continuum. <laughs> you're interested in maintaining the consistency. Right. <laughs> which I appreciate. Ravenclaw's like consistency. Order. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, um, you're not going to get this in this episode. Oh, damn. Okay. But speaking of the whole, you know, space-time continuum, where is OG? Sorry. What are you doing? Minor minor, uh, headphone issues. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Look, it, it... You'll understand why I'm where I am at in my brain after this episode, because yeah. So OG is, uh, (laughs) unfortunately, she was arrested after trying to sell teddy bears in a grocery store parking lot and then stabbing a police car with a pitchfork when they tried to stop her, inadvertently causing a high-speed chase with a runaway alligator to come to a disastrous end. Allegedly. Right. I'm not buying it. (laughs) Florida okay Florida but that's the story we're gonna go with today (laughs) Florida duh Florida (laughs) yeah so today is kind of just a very quick hot drunk news mini-sode oh um because I kind of sort of have an update on the Georgia Guidestones aka stupid Stonehenge oh yay Uh, not so yay it's not pretty (laughs) Oh, if you want order, reason, rationality, logic, (laughs) decency, (sighs) too bad. Damn. But before we get started, let's make sure we offer up some sacrifices to Odin. Oh, I am so suffering. I believe in uh, the last recording, I mentioned a software upgrade that was supposed to go live. Mm -hmm. Like, the day after we recorded or, you know, the day or two. Well, yeah, it's been <laughs> one of those. The lapse between uh, recording and posting, yeah. it has this living parallel universe timeline. <laughs> parallel? It's like multiverse. There's <laughs> Yeah. Everything's not everywhere just all at once. <laughs> and they crisscross and go at different angles. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, so... This was a curveball. This was a plot twist that I did not see coming. Mm -hmm. The tech person at the software company who is supposed to be in charge of the final stage of the the software upgrade, Mm -hmm. he was at the the final stage that he kept calling validation. To me, yeah. I'm interpreting that to mean that he's just cross-checking things before they touched it and then after they touched it to see if everything looks like it stayed intact while the platform changed. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm guessing that that means. Mm-hmm. So he sent an email to us saying, 
sorry things are taking longer, but I've been sick for a couple of days now with flu-like symptoms, and that's drastically... Oh, he got the Rona. I, that's what everyone is going to presume. That's what I'm presuming. Poor guy. It, this guy, I, I won't go into more details, but yeah. it's, he's been a trooper. He's been, he, I, I, there's my always heart the un, for him. Yeah, there's always the unsung IT guy at the bottom of any installation yes. who's like, God, I'm just trying to get this running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those he guys was, are the heroes. Yeah, he was emailing and working on this in little blips of time, even before we hit the the go button for mm-hmm. the upgrade. Leading up to it, there was a lot of prep work that he and I had to do. Um, he was communicating with me when he was supposed to be off work. Ugh. I won't go into the details of, yeah, of the yeah, whole yeah, situation, yeah. but it's like, dude... Take take the days off. Take exactly. Yeah. This is not life or death. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then he goes and gets the know, Rona. Well, we, we are speculating that when he says, and I'm doing air quotes, flu-like symptoms, and he's, you know, it significantly slowed his progress that he just oh, yeah. can't can't work. Um, I'm thinking, yeah, poor guy's got COVID. Yeah, so, that's not the curveball. That's not the chaos. I that was wasn't expecting. the tech bump that you were expecting from Odin. Odin right. works in mysterious ways. His it's chaos like, too. Right? It's like, come on, Odin. Yeah. This guy needs a break. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's asking on behalf of the guy, not for herself. Please don't misdirect anything here. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I will just offer up that we are. T minus 18 hours to pool delivery. <laughs> Are you going to have like a tracking dot that you can stalk? Like, your I am not. Is Eric is in charge stops. of <laughs> dealing with away. that. I refuse to become a dot stalker. Your pool is now eight stops away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I am not going to do that. I'm going to focus on trying to keep all the dogs in one place so they don't get out and run. Yeah. So anyway. Um, fun. Yeah. All yeah. right. So do you have anything to drink? I uh, actually do. I'm, I'm unfortunately in this afternoon, I'm going with water. Oh, fine. I know. But um, I've just been doing so much like outdoors work that oh, I dehydration really dehydrated. However, I yeah. have flavored it with a little bit of hibiscus berry herbal tea. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, you know, it's not hot. It's yeah. just, you know. Yeah. Just a little it, hint of a it's flavor. It's on the cooler side of tepid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Well, I am yeah. almost right there with you with a pint glass full of room temperature water. Yeah. It's one of those days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have this a, is also a mini-sode, so it's, yeah. you know. I have a big fat spreadsheet to talk to you about after we record. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. I can't oh, wait. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I got to stay sober for the spreadsheet. <laughs> All right. So let's do this. <laughs> oh, crap.
crap. I forgot to write down notes for the disclaimer. You okay. always do. I th- Once, I think I wrote down yeah. the notes. Okay, so yeah, (laughs) do not drink and drive cars, chariots, eight legged horses, pitchforks, stabbing police cars that are being outrun by an alligator, pool delivery dot stalking or software upgrades or (laughs) IT guys that are just trying to do their best. (laughs) Don't drink and drive, whatever. Oh my god. Move on without me. <laughs> All right. So let's get started. Um, not so long ago, kind of like in the 80s. So after the research I ended up doing for this update, I need to bleach and bless my laptop. Oh, my God. It, because it, some it, of the things... Listen, NSA and FBI, if you are listening, I only did this for research so I could yell about it. (laughs) Do we need to, like, sabotage your algorithm? (laughs) It's not even an algorithm issue. I saw things where I was like, people, no, you don't use these words. Oh. It was bad. I was like, you know. Just really, really bad. One little side fact that I discovered, however, on a completely um, non-incendiary related uh, (laughs) bit of research. Okay. Uh, Remember what you said you described as black ink-like substance that covered the graffiti from 2009 on the Georgia Guidestones? Yes. Turns out that was polyurethane. (gasps) Basically, they spread whoever did it spray painted oh and then put splashed polyurethane over it oh so you couldn't okay. sand blast the paint off it had <gasps> to be chiseled oh damn mhm okay i i hate that i want to give props to these people for doing their research well but you know what it's okay you probably don't have to give props to them because another thing that i discovered is that elberton county uh because of its crazy granite resources has this enormous population of uh expert masons and stone cutters and it's you know it's a hotbed of like expertise in this area so it's kind of like you know common knowledge common ish knowledge and also uh it also leads to the fact that there's a lot of conspiracy theories going around this because there are a lot of masons oh wow okay yeah all right so let's get back to the main part of our story oh uh one other thing yeah there was no time capsule and i don't care what all the conspiracy theories are saying right now that they must have dug it up beforehand and removed it blah 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 no there are there was no time capsule okay yeah and there no Illuminati, no Rosicrucian, no Masons, <laughs> no, no aliens. Order. <laughs> so, other okay. Jen, you yes. were not wrong when you said just look up the financial transaction information. Duh. 
Kim, because- I want cheers. I want accolades. I want <laughs> applause. I want it all. <laughs> I was yeah. right. Don't say I wasn't wrong. Say I was right. Go ahead. Say it. <laughs> say it, Kate. Say it. I want to hear it. I didn't say you were wrong. Back you then. said I wasn't wrong. Right. That's not quite saying genuine, right? Right, fine, fine. Thank okay. you. So apparently a local Elberton banker named Wyatt Martin acted as this uh, gentleman's local agent. However, Martin vowed to take the secret of the guy's identity to the grave. Okay. Newsflash, he didn't. <laughs> of course. But it's kind of not his fault because... In all the different accounts I read about uh, Wyatt Martin, the local banker, he was just Mm -hmm. uh, your average, nice, decent, you know, local guy. He wasn't, you know, some weird extremist or conspiracy. He was just a local banker who was like, okay, yeah, whatever. Okay. Um, So... And he really did keep his promise for almost 40 years. Wow. Good for him. So, or 30 years, something like that. Yeah. Whatever 1979 Mm -hmm. to 2010 would be. (laughs) I'm not feeling like doing that math right now. (laughs) I I think 1980 to 2010 is 30 years. So. um, Yes, that's correct. I did find a big OG, uh, not our OG, but like OG original gangster in computers and programming. Um, this guy by the name of Van Smith was okay. approached by two documentary filmmakers who were doing a film called um, Dark Clouds Over Elberton. Okay. Why? And this is in 2010. And I mean, look. All right. It, to me, that dodgy title would be like alarm fucking bells, red flag down on the field. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever, he agreed to participate. And I don't know how Van Smith knew Wyatt Martin, other than this guy, Van Smith, developed this really intense fascination with the Georgia Guidestones and wrote a ton of blog posts on them. And I did use hmm. those posts as a bit of a springboard to go off into other sources, both good and bad. So anyway, back in 2010, Martin was pretty elderly. He was somewhere around 80, as best I can tell. And he had just suffered a stroke a few few weeks before the interview. And initially, he turned down the filmmaking team. Okay. For an interview. He's like, I'm not in really good shape. I don't, you know, he wasn't feeling particularly with it enough to do it. But Smith vouched for the filmmakers and Martin agreed because of his relationship with Smith. Oh. The filmmakers. Wait, are they in the same town? So maybe that's how they know each other? No, I think Smith is, um, I think Smith is, uh, he's, not in Georgia. I I don't believe he is. Oh, okay. Um, but I think he has been very very interested in the guidestones and this whole thing. We'll we'll talk about him more in a second. Oh, okay, got it. Um, so the filmmakers ended up harassing Martin and kind of oh. tricking him into giving up the identity of Robert C. Christian. 
Oh, that's not cool. It, it really isn't. And to his credit, Smith withdrew from the project and withdrew his support and his research when um, he found out this is what had happened. Because he's mm. like, Wyatt Martin is a decent man who was trying to keep his word and he was an honorable man. So, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. And they're taking advantage of this 80-year-old man. That's who had just- a stroke. Yeah. Yeah. Shame on you, filmmakers. I don't think they have a lot of shame based on (laughs) uh, some of their other work. So moving right along. Up until this point, some of the suspects for Christian's identity included Joe Fendley, the Elberton Granite guy. Remember him? No. (laughs) He was the one who was like, yeah, you know, I own the granite company. This guy came to me and I'm... Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. And uh, because apparently some people thought he was a bit of a local character. I'm like, what? He wore a bow tie instead of a regular tie? Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) You know? Um, And also, Ted Turner. What? Was it Ted Turner? So, yeah, Ted Turner, that Ted Turner who married Jane Fonda and founded CNN. But no, it's not Ted or Joe or even Jane. Oh, okay. Now, before I tell you who is probably the most likely candidate for R.C. Christian, I do have to warn you that we're about to drop into a hella confusing swirling pit of Nazis, Christian extremists, anti-Semitism, eugenics, conspiracy theories, and grifters all accusing each other of being Nazis, Christian extremists, child-eating Luciferians, communists, and who the fuck knows what else. Oh, my God. I did okay. not enjoy flipping this rock over to see what was underneath. Oh my goodness. So, okay. R.C. Christian didn't just stop at getting the stones built in 1979, 1980. In okay. 1986, a book authored by him appeared called Common Sense Renewed. Huh. And Common Sense Renewed seemed to be an homage to Thomas Paine's Common Sense from the 18th century. It's a 47-page pamphlet that was basically, two thumbs way, way up, American colonies, go for it, rebel. Okay. Independence is a great idea. We shouldn't have kings and queens. Everybody should be elected, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. I I don't have a desire (laughs) to dig into how these two common senses might have been an homage and an original from what I have seen, R.C. Christian's version, however, is pretty fucked. Oh. It's okay. less to do with kings and more to do with, so you want to have a baby. What? Say that again? <laughs> you got to repeat that. <laughs> it's less to do with kings and queens and more like, so you want to have a baby. Oh, my God. That's really what you said. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. And... Aside from serving up a lot of rational world order, Kim, I think we need a dog whistle here. <laughs> oh, dear. A dog whistle? Okay. You know, that's the uh, term for when somebody is using heavily uh, tr- non-subtle coded language oh. for things like anti-Semitism or racism. Okay. I've never heard of this. Okay. Well, the New World Order, Rational World Order, Globalist. Yeah. Those are all 
dog whistles. Um, There's a super weird obsession with eugenics in this book. Like heavy on the Hmm. good eugenics equals good society. Okay. Now, uh, back to Van Smith for a minute. I noticed that, you know, the blog post where I got most of this book's content, um, because I really didn't want to go digging a whole lot of other places for the content. Okay. um, he, He is definitely not mincing words about how he feels about this. And oh, okay. from from the snippets he does quote, although he does kind of cherry pick little words and phrases and not a whole lot of sentences in their entirety. Okay. Yeah, some of them are I I'm I have to say I'm okay with him being like, "Whoa, guys, 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 no, not good." On the other hand, I also looked at some of his other blog posts because there's not a whole lot of information about Van Smith on the internet in terms of like looking at him as a source. So I was like, let's just see what his own words say. And yeah, he has some other unusual takes on other controversial issues. Let's just put it that way. Mm, Okay. Um, Also the fact that he was willing to work with the weird documentary makers. Uh, He also references no nut job, Mark Dice, uh, who is like, a conspiracy, an extremist. Uh, he calls him an author and political activist. Okay. I mean, I've never heard of this name. So yeah. I, I, I listen to a lot of um, conspiracy debunking um, right. podcasts only because I think it's fascinating to study how, you know, marketing and words oh, and yeah. public relations are all kind of, tied up in this but he's also been on we'll deep dive into that whole concept there over on the re-education of other gen whenever we launch that that's going to be a a cornerstone of that oh it's going to be fabulous so uh he was van smith was also on brad Meltzer's decoded which was kind of the bargain basement version of ancient aliens on history oh yeah like so, I said, a history channel is dead to me now. They have lost all credibility that I previously had yep. after watching the one ancient aliens episode. <laughs> I'm like, oh, history yeah. channel, kind of like National Enquirer. Mm, exactly. Nope. Okay. So from what I can tell from Smith's blog post, and I also did follow some uh, crumbs over to a rare book collectors thread where over on Reddit, where apparently only a hundred copies of this were ever printed. Interesting. Yeah. And one of these guys was like, Hey, I found this and it's a signed copy. Does anybody know what this is? Blah, blah, blah. And so there was a lot more that like went through it and it, it basically all lines up. Um, Christian's book basically outlines a society where if you are not judged to be good breeding stock, you are sterilized. Oh, fuck. And even if you're good stock and you produce a child, your kids might be taken to be raised by people who are judged to be better parental stock for raising kids to be socially worthwhile adults. Shit. Those who are sick, disabled, disabled, mentally or physically or no longer productive 
bye-bye, no state support, no help, no nothing. Your right to vote is based on passing an intelligence test. Well, there, I mean, a, I know, that's the of, of uh, yeah. And, uh, um, and this one is kind of funny because, you know, uh, Smith is all up in arms about this one. You're and we all will have to carry biometric ID cards. I mean, hello, what do you think the real ID driver's license is, right? I, I mean, that's, um, I, I know many evangelical Christians equate that to the mark of the beast. Did I just blow your mind? Yes. I mean, Sorry. this technology is, wasn't even around then. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Kim. I think I broke Kate. What? <laughs> the and, and and biometric technology to millennia, <laughs> millennia. Uh, so you know, I think the core, the Patreon of the reeducation of other gen will have to be the education of Kate. <laughs> Because sometimes when I run into this stuff, because I didn't grow up religious at all. So I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Anyway, um, now this was all from a blog post from Van Smith at the end of December 2009 after the stones had been vandalized. And in this post, he went over his, you know, the potential candidates for who R.C. Christian would have been. And this is before the documentary. Okay. threw this other guy out. And um, he really built up a lot of evidence and was really hoping for Ted Turner to turn out to be R.C. Christian. Um, I don't know a whole lot about Ted Turner, so I don't really have any opinion on that one way or another. So he cites Turner's fanatical support for the United Nations. Okay. Which... I mean, the United Nations is not about a global government. It's about a let's have a place where we can meet to talk about shit before we go to war. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he talks about Turner's love of New Age philosophies and his taking up the cause of environmentalism. Apparently, all of this, um, he talks about it with almost this sinister gotcha relish. But this is clearly why Turner is, you know, R.C. Christian. He even points out that Turner wrote his own set of Ten Commandments that sort of sound like the Guidestones, except it's not. Because they don't talk about eugenics and it's mostly all generic environmentally friendly shit. So I included Turner's. Ted Turner wrote his own Ten Commandments. Yes. Why? Forget I asked that. I'm sorry. (laughs) Forget I asked He also created the Captain Planet environmentalism cartoon. Never heard of it, and I'm afraid to... Captain Planet was like a a cheesy ripoff on Power Rangers. Okay. And they were all like just going after big polluting corporations. Okay. It was like the Scooby-Doo gang... With like environmental powers. Alrighty. Yeah. But so here are Ted Turner's we're gonna 10 read them, aren't commandments. We? We're going to read them? Yeah. I mean, just okay. a couple, just to sort of show that this is like, bleh. okay. How about we take turns? 
Yeah. I'll, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Number one, I promise to have love and respect for the planet Earth and living things thereon, especially my fellow species, humankind. Okay, that sounds nice. I promise to treat all persons everywhere with dignity, respect, and friendliness. Again, sounds nice, right? I promise to have no more than two children or no more than my nation suggests. Uh, Yeah, this one is a little squicky, but this was also, I think, at the height of the China's one child policy because there was so much talk at the time of population explosion and, you know, people were starting to talk about um, the impact of multiple of, of large families on yeah. the environment. So it's, it's, it's a little treading on state limits, mm-hmm. but it's also yeah. being like, you know, or whatever is culturally cool for you guys. Like just be aware this is an issue. Um, all right. I promise to use my best efforts to save what is left of our natural world in its untouched state and to restore damaged or destroyed areas where practical. Okay, we're back to stuff I can get on board with. Right? Yeah. They, you know, take care, keep the trees. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't don't cut down all the trees. Yeah. Okay. I pledge to use as little non-renewable resources as possible. Again, I'm... Oil. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, single-use plastic. I'm down with yeah. it. Yeah. I pledge to use as little toxic chemicals, pesticides, and other poisons as possible to work and to work for the re- reduction by others. Sorry. Yeah. Again. again. Uh, yeah. Easy okay. peasy. Yeah. This is, yeah. Um, I promise to contribute to those less fortunate than myself to help them become self-sufficient and enjoy the benefits of a decent life, including clean air and water adequate food and health care, housing, education, and individual rights. I'm on board with this, right? Um, I reject the use of force, in particularly in particular military force, and back United Nations arbitration of international disputes. I don't get into politics enough to take a side on that. You know, this that's, is... That's a rabbit hole that I I keep as far away from as I can. Yeah, I mean, having, you know, I will say this. There are some exceptions that deal with urgency, immediacy, and war crimes that should, you know, that need to be addressed possibly before the United Nations could be convened okay. to take some sort of arbitration role. And it also, uh, you know, people have to want to come to the table. Right. But it's a nice thought. Yeah. Like instead of fighting, let's go fight in the United Nations. Like that way nobody dies. I'm down with that. Yeah. Okay. I support the total elimination of all nuclear, chemical, and biological weapons of mass destruction. Okay. I I back that in theory, but humankind i don't think it's possible <laughs> right it's a nice thought yeah it, i back the, the concept but it it's not realistic 
you have, yeah. to, you know, oh no, there's nothing hidden in that box over there with the the biological weapon logo on it. No, that's <laughs> it's teddy bears that I'm going to sell at the grocery store parking lot. Well, I was just going to say that'd be like you, me, and OG all agreeing. We're all going to say the title of the show on three all uh-huh. together. Sure. Wink, uh-uh. wink. <laughs> I mean, but it's a nice thought that at some point we'd be like, yeah, these probably aren't a great thing. I mean, um, it's a, it is a great goal, but I don't think it's realistic. These but are getting progressively sense. less realistic yeah. based on human nature, but they're also yeah. not getting more totalitarian, if you know what I mean. Right. And the final one is, I support the United Nations and its efforts to collectively improve the conditions of the planet. Yeah. Okay. Warm fuzzies. You know, it's not saying I support the United Nations and no one else or to the exclusion of my own government. Like it's, this was also there in the mid eighties, early nineties, there was a big resurgence in trying to use the United Nations as a tool of global progress. Okay. So, um, but all of this reminded me of Malthusian population theory. Okay. Never heard of it. Thomas Malthus, uh, 18th, 17th or 18th century, I think 18th century. And basically he said, he has this theory that population growth is exponential while resource growth is linear. Oh, okay. Now this is actually sounding familiar from some college classes. Yeah. I just don't remember the name. Yeah. Yeah. And basically it's a self-feeding circle. The shortage of resources will shortage of resources will eventually become an active check on population growth. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And then once population gets back down to a point where it's in equilibrium. With resources, the cycle will start again. Yeah. So there's a lot more to it, and it's a theory that is kind of a gateway drug to eugenics, even if Malthus himself didn't mean it that way. He was just like, I have observed this. I think there's a mathematical way to express it. Yeah. And it does have some validity. Like, we can see, you know, overpopulation, not enough food, plus environmental damage leads to drop, blah, blah, blah. Yep. But clearly, Robert C. Christian was like, oh, hell no, let's take Malthusian theory as far as we can. And who was he, allegedly? Are you going to well, finally tell us the name? I am. I am finally Wait, opening. wait, do we need a drum roll? Kim, we need a drum roll. We need a drum roll. The latest and probably most accurate guess is that he was Dr. Herbert... Uh, Heine or Heinze, I've seen it both ways, Kirsten, a surgeon from Fort Dodge, Iowa. What? Huh? (laughs) Nobody I've ever heard of. Right? What? So. This falls flat. Now I want the wah, wah, wah. wah, (laughs) You're really making Kim work in this one. (laughs) So here's the thing. Um. Dr. Kirsten was born in 1920 in Fort Dodge, and he uh, 
went to Notre Dame and the University of Iowa, and then he went to the University of Iowa School of Medicine. Um, he served in the army in World War II, and he actually was in the Philippines and Japan, where he was in charge of a thousand bed hospital in Tokyo. So, you know, wow. thank you for your service. Yeah. Um, once he returned to the U.S., he completed his surgical residencies and joined the family in their practice at the Kirsten Clinic in Fort Dodge. He met and married uh, Celia Burke, a nurse in the clinic, and they were married in 1955. And that would mean he was about 35 at the time. He was a devout Catholic, and they had four children. Oh, um, and 14 grandchildren as of 2005 when he had passed away. Wow. Um, and this is, I'm going to read the last two paragraphs here. Dr. Kirsten was active in the Fort Dodge Rotary Club, Fort Dodge Historical Society, the Head Start Program, the Fort Museum, uh, a fellow in the American College of Surgeons and the Iowa Medical Society. He was an avid bridge player, a former recreational pilot, and a conservationist wow. who loved nature and trees. Everyone who knew him respected his love of his tree farm, walnut farms, located west of Fort Dodge. Dr. Kirsten had many hobbies, woodworking, oil, and water painting. Water painting. I think they meant watercolor painting. Bridge, okay. the Republican Party, physics, livestock, and grain farming and music. He was a wow. naturalist who was very involved in environmental and world population issues. Mm. Dr. Kirsten had a broad vision of humanity and a myriad of personal and academic interests, which he pursued with diligent and thorough research. Wow. He was a skilled and dedicated surgeon committed to high standards of excellence in all that he did. Uh, Dr. Kirsten was the essence of integrity and honesty, an exemplary gentleman. His noble devotion to his wife, family, and patients and profession is greatly appreciated by all those who have been touched by his life. I'm sure he was a nice enough guy and he did some good for some people. Yeah. I have to say, though, he was also eh, a bit of a dick. <gasps> no. I mean, this sounds... This sounds like nice stuff. Of course, it, you didn't explain that you're actually reading from his what what obituary. Obituary. Thank you. I know that word. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it is a long week. <laughs> For a um, short episode, it's a long episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So obviously you're going to, you know, put the nicest things in right. the obituary, but I mean, and the there are some significant breadcrumbs there. You know, he was okay. very involved in world population issues. Ah, uh, okay. You did say that. He had a broad yeah. world vision of humanity. Okay, see, that to me, I that leaves a whole lot of room. That's so vague. He was interested in livestock that. farming. Um, <laughs> and that he was a recreational pilot. Like, there are certain breadcrumbs okay. that start to, you know, you start to trace back. Um, okay. Also, sure. he wrote a 
letter to the editor in support of David Duke. Am I supposed to know who David Duke is? David Duke is a quote-unquote former Grand Wizard of the KKK. Oh, shit. And he ran for president back in 1992 in the Republican Party. Of course. Damn it. He had, of course, distanced himself from his Ku Klux Klan ties. Okay. Um, But I found the letter and, um, yeah, some politicians, and I'm just going to read a couple of uh, snippets here. Okay. Some politicians and political writers try to discredit those who show concern for our own welfare, linking them to David Duke and damning them by association. David Duke voices many beliefs held by reasonable Americans. It is unfortunate that more acceptable public figures are not pushing similar views. Mm. Logical fallacy. Because if they were pushing similar views, they wouldn't be acceptable public figures. Yeah. Yeah. So he talks about the um, American worker. And again, this is an example of dog whistling. Um, Okay. We should be concerned about the impact of our trade policies on American workers. Um, American employers who must pay high wages, fringe benefits, taxes, provide safe work uh, places, and abide by environmental regulations cannot compete with low-wage foreign manufacturers who operate in an unregulated setting. It is not wrong to criticize job, quote-unquote, quotas based upon skin color rather than honest qualifications, skills, training, character, and work habits. Whoa, 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 whoa. It is not selfish to favor strict limits on further immigration to this country. The United States is home for about 5% of the human family. It is true we have much open space, but our high living standards cause our present population to consume 25% of the world's oil and some uh, and proportionately large amounts of other non-renewable resources. Granted, okay, so there, there's a valid point there that the United States, we suck at being environmentally friendly. I, I agree with him on that. I'm not yeah, sure how you tie that. It, that is, doesn't correlate. Oh my. Correlation does not equal causation. Um, but hold on. Oh the whistle's God. getting a little louder and a little higher. No. Granted, we are all, even our quote unquote Native Americans, but he doesn't mean indigenous peoples. He means Native Americans, descendants of immigrants. Oh, fuck. No, but he did. Uh, no, hang on. Zzz. Our forefathers came here to a nearly empty continent. Oh, my God. We are now overpopulated in terms of our resource depletion. We have lost nearly half the topsoil in the Midwest because that's, yeah, that that's true. But you know what? Guess who did it? 
Right. He wasn't the oh. Mexican farmer zoning vast plots of land in Iowa. It was your buddy down the road. We have consumed most of our easily recoverable oil and our best iron ore. We are seriously dependent on the resources of other often, quote unquote, underdeveloped nations to fuel our economy. Our native born population has nearly reached an equilibrium between births and deaths. Yet many citizens who were born here are unemployed and under an educated. In spite of their problems, we admit nearly a million legal immigrants annually. Each year, at least that many more cross the borders illegally. We should now accept only those individuals whose skills and resources will be helpful to our society. Oh, shit. We and our forebears have developed a thriving democracy. It is only prudent that we transfer our heritage to our children. We should continue to help others to help themselves, especially in the area of population control. But we cannot shoulder the burdens of the war. Oh my God. There's like, I I think 2% of this is, is good comments. Mm Mm-hmm. 98% 98% of it is no, 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 stop, stop, stop. Yep. Oh. No. <sighs> okay. I, I, I'm now happy that his <laughs> little guide stone, little stupid Stonehenge is demolished. <laughs> like, I know, right? Because so, he's a dick. You said it. You said he's a. T- oh. I'm sure he was really nice to the people he wanted to be nice to, and he probably did yeah. a lot of good as a doctor. I'm not denying that. But something that I think we need to remember more as a society is that it's not always either or. It can be and. You can be a good, kind, compassionate, and competent doctor, and you can be a racist dick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, and what's yeah. more, I he didn't write just this one crazy letter. I oh. found a bunch of crazy letters to the editor from him over the years. Oh, nice. Yeah. The fact that he was a pilot also correlates to an anecdote Wyatt Martin the banker told about how R.C. Christian would fly into different airports in the greater Atlanta area to, I don't know why, ostensibly disguise his identity, but probably just because that's where he was able to land a small plane to meet him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So... Basically, he was an intelligent, at least as far as medicine goes, but cantankerous and seriously misguided human being who, by supporting David Duke, former Grand Wizard of the KKK, just fed into the circle of fascists calling neo-Nazis fascists, calling fascists neo-Nazis, because no one understands irony and that Kirsten was probably exactly the type of person that these anti-New World Order, anti-Luciferian, cabal, Christian extremists would love. Damn. People are the worst. Sign me up for fucking Mars. <sighs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> I damn it, Kate. I was hoping for something more positive. I wanted the fairy tale. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I wanted right? a happy ending. And uh, it, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed that the happy ending is that the guidestones blew up. <laughs> I, right? And the, you know, the poor schmuck that they probably are going to find an arrest is exactly the type of person who would have loved Dr. Kirsten and Dr. Kirsten would have loved. Right. Yeah. That, is that the definition of irony? That is the definition of irony. <laughs> Thank you, Alanis Morissette, for confusing me. <laughs> it's a black fly in your Chardonnay. <laughs> okay. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah, there's not even a questions and shit because no, there's there's I, nothing else. This is a mini sode, yeah. a mini hot drunkish news, hot sober news, cold. There sober we go. News. It's it's just <laughs> horrible. So anyway, but I yeah. wanted to keep everybody up on yeah. the stupid Stonehenge saga, and hopefully the next one I will do will just be a recap of the arrest and whatever they end up pleading out to because there's there's no way they're going to do a trial there. If they do, it's going to be, obviously, I'll be watching every instant of minute of it, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. We'll get to a regular episode uh, not long after this. This is just a little bonus we're doing for everybody. Yeah. So yep. uh, in the meantime, don't miss a thing. Subscribe yourselves to our social media scrolls on Instagram at Drunk Mythology Gals. Over on Twitter at Drunk Myth Gals. On Facebook at Drunk Mythology Gals. On the web at drunkmythologygals.com, where I will post the obituary and the letter Ugh. on our website. <laughs> go um, look at it yourself. <laughs> uh, if you need a palate cleanser, go to our Patreon on patreon.com uh, slash drunkmythologygals. Or you can send us an email. We check it somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we record, we remember right, to right? check it. It's like as I'm reading off the email address, <laughs> I'm picking up my phone and checking the email. Right. Gals at drunkmythologygals.com. And I have noticed that we still have not forwarded the old email address. But, you know, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not like anyone wrote to that one. <laughs> um, special thanks to Sound Effects Kim, especially for this short episode. We really... I'm sorry, we, we did a lot uh, for putting the top spin on our sound. And thanks again to all of you for joining us. Please subscribe, uh, leave a rating, a review, and tell your friends and family about us, especially if they're like, hey, I'm from Iowa and I have questions about Malthusian population theory. Finally, always remember, if the gods can behave badly, so can you.